Hello, City Church. This is City Church Together for Friday, March 25th. Welcome in. Today we have a great passage of Scripture. And so we're going to be in John 15 today in our daily Bible reading. This is a, a classic text about the vine and the branches, except that's not where we're going to start today. Uh, we're actually going to start uh, in chapter 15 in verse 9. We'll do a here journal today and some beautiful stuff in this text. So if you need to prepare for that, prepare now. Great. You ready? Okay. John 15, we'll start in verse 9 and read through the end of the chapter. Uh, John writes, this is quoting Jesus. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you do, the Father, uh, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. This is what I command you: love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, I have chosen you out of it. The world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you: a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else has done, they would not have sinned. Now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But this happened so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. When the counselor comes, the one I will send you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. You will also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. And that is the word of the Lord from John chapter 15. Right, you heard in um, my, my, now we're going to explain here journal. In case you're new to this, H is highlight, E is explain. So that's what we're going to do now. So my um, copy of scripture, this is a a CSB, um, has two headings. um, And verses 9 through 17 are sectioned off. And under that it says Christ-like love. And then verses uh, 18 through uh, 25 are sectioned off as persecutions predicted. Okay, great alliteration there. So Christ-like love and persecutions predicted. That, those two sections coming right next to each other in this hinge moment where uh, Jesus says in verse 17, this is what I command to love one another. I mean, there, uh, the on either side of that hinge, this is what I command, love one another, 
there are verses that are just chock full of the of the ideas about love. You know, verse nine, remain in my love. You will remain in my love just as I kept my father's command and remain in his love. I want you to have joy and I want to complete your joy. This is my command. Love one another as I've loved you. No, no greater love, no greater man of love than love. You love, love, love. I mean, it's just love. It's just love. It's just love. One love, y'all. I mean, it's everywhere. And then you get into this um, bit after, after that in verse 14, you, uh, or after verse 14, you get in this bit in 15 where Jesus starts talking about intimacy. Okay, uh, how is he talking about intimacy? Great question, Trevor. Let me answer that for you. He's talking about intimacy because he talks about what you know, and he's talking about the changing of a relationship based on what you know. He says, you're not like master-servant to me. Instead, I've called you friends. So he's giving a different kind of love. So I'm not just using you for something. I'm letting you in on something. He says, if I were a master with servants, I would not be this intimate with you. I would just tell you what to do and expect you to go do it. Instead, what I do is invite you in to know me, to know what I'm about. I've let you in on this inner plan. So you have love and intimacy in those first verses. Then you have the hinge, a restatement of the command. This is what I command you, love one another. And then in the second half, it's all about hate. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. Um, uh, uh, the world hates you in verse 19. Remember, I spoke to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours, but they will do all these things on account of my name because they don't know the one who sent me. Okay, so there's all this idea about hate and persecution. You know, down at the bottom, now that they have seen and hated both me and my father, this happened, and then there's the, there's the text of Scripture um, that this law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. So lots of, it's, it's love and it's hate. And what's related to love in those first verses is intimacy. Um, I'm changing you from servants to friends. What's related to hate in those bottom verses is persecution. And think about persecution. There's, there is a lot about persecution that um, uh, it's a placeholder, we'll say, is the opposite of intimacy. Persecution seeks to push away. Persecution seeks to harm. Maybe persecution, maybe persecution exploits intimacy. I'm trying to think about that right now in my head. Anyway, the point is, is that we get a picture of love as intimacy with Jesus and and the fact that Jesus calls his followers, his disciples, and wants for them, for them to experience inner Trinitarian love. You saw the, the Holy Spirit come in at the end of this. So he's calling into, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And what this picture that we get is Jesus um, and the Father not waiting for us to love them back as if they needed something from us or, or to try to extract something from us, you know, like a, um, uh, you know, like getting the medicine out of a bottle with a syringe, like we're, you know, we're all kinds of medicine bottles and Jesus is the syringe that the father uses to extract the love he needs. And then, you know, so he can, um, so he can shoot it, you know, do the hard stuff directly into his veins. That's not what he's doing. Everything is flowing out, out from the father into the son, out from the son into us, his people. And then, 
The final step is, and now I command you what I have injected in you, you flow out. This follows right in line with what happens at the first of John 15, which is abide in me. And a lot of times we think about that um, in a nice, uh, scratch nice, um, I need to be nicer and so I don't want to down it. Um, we think about it in a quaint, uh, let's see, relational sense. We think about it in a quaint relational sense. Oh, abide in Jesus. So I need to have sort of this swirling one-on-one personal relationship with Jesus. But the whole point, like where it goes from there is that the, the vine dresser comes along and is pruning off the branches that aren't producing fruit. And then you have this command to produce fruit. So, all right, here's what I'm saying. Uh, and I will answer this by asking questions. All right. Am I saying that we shouldn't have a quaint personal relationship with Jesus. Well, maybe not quaint. But should I not have a personal relationship with Jesus where I feel something like face-to-face, you know, eye-to-eye, like one milkshake, two straws kind of thing going on? Um, yes, you should probably have that. Scratch should. Um, scratch probably. Um, and insert should back in. Okay, take the scratch mark off of should. Leave should in. So I'm shooting all over myself. That's cool, Pastor Jeremy. All right. You, yes, you should have that, an intimate personal relationship. But think about what the intimacy is here. The intimacy is I'm letting you in on my plan. I'm going to let you know about me and what I'm doing. I'm not just going to give you a command. I'm going to give you a command to love. And the, the thing that I'm letting you in on is that love flows from the Father to me and from me to you. And the Holy Spirit here at the end with the counselor is going to be right there to keep you on that track opposite is this hate hate that misunderstands me hate that misjudges me you see the, this text they hate it from the psalms they hated me for no reason hate that sees me and just has disgust without knowing me so there is a lack of intimacy there is a lack of familiarity that breeds hate which leads to persecution you're not like us so get out of here you're not like us and we don't understand you so get out of here you're not like us and you threaten us, so get out of here. This is the kind of things that they would be saying to Jesus and that Jesus prepares us to do. Yet in the face of that, we are still called to that hinge verse in verse 17, which is, this is what I command, love one another. So what do you do in the face of hate? Well, Jesus encourages us to do two things here. This is the application. In the face of hate, there, there are two things that I want to do. One is to follow his instruction in, or, or is to follow his reminder in verse 18, and that is to remember that Jesus himself was hated. And so if I am ever hated, I can remember I'm not alone. My Savior, who I am like, was also hated. Okay? So that's the first thing. Remember that Jesus was hated too. The second thing is to keep in mind Jesus' command. Jesus' command is to love. And when I look at inner Trinitarian love that I'm receiving through Jesus and through the administration of the Holy Spirit, is like I... I am getting love from that source, and therefore I am free to give it out. So I don't have limited amounts of love that I should only spend on people that can love me back so that I can keep my source going. I have unlimited amounts of love. Um, all good things come from the Father of Lights, from James 1. Like, every good gift comes from the Father of Lights. Like I, I know this good stuff that I'm getting that is love. I can give out liberally to even my enemies, even those who persecute me, even those who hate me, because I'm not dealing with a limited source that I only want to save for people who are, quote, close to me or people who could give something back to me and fill up my love tank. Um, first of all, if I had a love tank, I would not name it Philip. 
Secondly, secondly, they, the whole idea, like I don't have a love tank. I have a, like I live in a waterfall, okay? I don't, you know, you go to, down to Ruby Falls in Chattanooga, there's not a big tank there that they have to fill up every time, like the one in the swimming pool that they have to recycle the water and if somebody takes all the, no, it's like this thing keeps going. It's just a waterfall. It just keeps going. That's what I have to give out. Can you imagine standing in a waterfall with a bucket and your enemies coming by asking for water and you saying, sorry, I might run out soon. And they're looking at you like, bro, this is exactly why I hate you. You know, it just reinforces their hate. Instead, as they persecute you, you're like, you look at that waterfall and you're like, can I, you know, can I spare a bucket of water for this person? Absolutely, I can. Absolutely, I can. Um, whoever gives a cup of cold water in my name, Jesus said. Um, well, what, Trevor, finish that sentence. I didn't have memorized the rest of the verse. It's something like, you know, the heat burning coals in their head. It's all in English anyway, so it's not even the original language, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. It, it matters a lot, actually. Um, memorize scripture, always. Better to memorize stories and ideas. What were we doing? Yeah, um, so you, got, you have a waterfall of love that comes, this inner Trinitarian love that's been gifted to us in Jesus, and we can give it to even those who hate us because we are not like those who hate. We are like Jesus, our Savior, and we are like our Father in heaven, and that's why Jesus can command us to love one another. But remember, it's not a command like a master to a servant. It is a command of a friend to a friend. That's what Jesus says here. Let's take his word for it. And now let's be silent in something that's really difficult to live out and ask, just respond to the Lord and ask for his help in doing this. Our Father, your love is like a waterfall. And that's why you said in your scripture, don't go chasing waterfalls. Because Lord, we're all looking for a little TLC. And you give us, you give us that TLC, like without even asking for us, you just, you, you bathe us in it. Um, and it's not that Lord, uh, it's not that we even have to like take the active sort of washing ourselves in the waterfall because you don't, you know, you tell us you don't want no scrubs. So Lord, we thank you for giving that waterfall of love freely. Help us to give out buckets to it of it even to those who hate us or persecute us. Help us to not withdraw in the face of any kind of hate or persecution into um, stinginess or into a spirit of um, uh, into a spirit of scarcity. Help us live with a, with a spirit of abundance that says, no, we're, connect, we're connected to the vine, like the nectar is flowing. We are bathing in the waterfall of God's love. Um, Lord, truly believe that... Um, um, those who um, ain't too proud to beg um, you don't even ask us to beg you, you're just they're providing and I know you want to provide your love for the church and so make us instruments of your grace and your love um, and we know to do that we've got to be attached to you so Father attaches deeply to you through your word attaches deeply to you through your church and um, make us conduits of your grace and love in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.